everyone welcome to the third episode of damn it my name is david montague and i am so happy you guys are here so this is the week of october 16th uh it's getting to be fall i think finally i know it was officially fall a couple of weeks ago but the weather has been so off and on it was really really hot last week and yesterday and today it's kind of been cloudy for the most part and i think it's gonna rain later today and i'm so excited i love fall and just being cold (laughs) but not like winter cold because then it just gets to be too much and the only thing i like about winter is that school is closed and christmas and thanksgiving and all that stuff but i hope you guys had an amazing week happy friday the 13th um over here well not or not just here but around the country there's a tradition where some tattoo parlors will give $13 tattoos, $13 plus a $7 tip. And I got one with the last Friday of the 13th, which was in January. And I got another one <laughs> and on Friday. I'll go through that experience really quickly. It was really nice. It was really well done. I got a little rocket. And I the first one that I got was a diamond. And I think that symbolizes me well. And then I got a nice little rocket on my other wrist. The diamond is on my left wrist. The rocket is on my right wrist. And it's really, really nice. The tattoo parlor, we waited since, see, I have, I don't, I'm one of the people that really doesn't have a problem with waiting in line if it's something that I'm really passionate about and waiting for. Last year, when the Nintendo released this game system that was limited edition and there wasn't a lot of stock, I waited outside of Target three times for about no less than three to four hours, yeah. Um, I was in my car the first time I waited outside for two hours in my car. Second time was three hours and I didn't get it. Third time I got it. Um, it was, yeah, (laughs) I'm crazy. But like my, my dad, uh, was one of the people that just really like was passionate and about the things that he was passionate about, if that makes sense. And would do this stuff all the time. So when he wasn't working and would wait for get me stuff and, you know, my mom's never one to follow the hype in anything. For the first iPhone, she waited outside uh, for, but everything else, no. She's just like, no, we'll wait until the hype die down, dies down, and that's not me at all. But anyway, I waited outside the tattoo parlor. See, it opened at 9, but we got there at 8.30, thinking that, okay, it's not going to be that long. It wasn't that long, um, but we waited outside the tattoo parlor from 8 30 to about one o'clock and then we got in the parlor at two o'clock paid and everything got lunch came back at three o'clock i got my tattoo at around 3 3 30 <laughs> and i went back to my room lay down until 5 30 and then was on duty from 6 p.m to 3 a.m I was exhausted. I'm still exhausted. It was a mess, but I like my tattoo. So let's get into it. There's a little about me. Happy. I hope you guys had a good and spooky Friday the 13th. Y'all, this was a crazy week. Um, I'm, I was just in shock for most of it. I'm glad because it's all music related. Oh, well, most of it is music related. Everything else is kind of, you know, like here and there. So the Star Wars trailer came out for the next Star Wars movie, The Last Jedi. Getting tickets wasn't as bad as when The Force Awakens were. Like, 
move uh, a whole bunch of fandango and amc a whole bunch of ticketing sites like there were sold out and buggy apparently this year it was better i'm not really into star wars like that like i'll go and see it but i'll wait i'm not gonna see it on the first day i was actually gonna see if i can buy tickets for one of the biggest imax theaters in new york i was gonna buy tickets and then put them on ebay to see who really wanted them but i was lazy and didn't have the money to do that this year i'm sorry <laughs> i'm the worst oh my gosh um so let's talk about pink pink's new album beautiful trauma has been getting so so reviews from critics and fans i haven't listened to it i liked pink's older album the truth about love her last one it came out when i was a sophomore in high school and it was just really good very poppy uh, she collaborated with the guy from fun nate russ and eminem and was it just she cursed a lot and this was one like her first album after having her child so it was just she was it was just really good i liked it so this newest album beautiful trauma is expected to sell about three hundred thousand copies in the first week alone which is exceptional it would be the highest debut for a female album this year can you believe that it's October and there hasn't been a high female debut? That's embarrassing, very embarrassing. Um, but it's expected to hit three over three hundred thousand copies this week, and it's it's a little weird because a lot of what artists are doing now is when you buy tickets for their latest tour, it'll include the album. So people are like trying to define that. And okay, so then that do, does that go to the ticket sales? I mean, does that attribute to the first week? Just stuff like that. So people are like, you know, trying to figure that out. The billboard and the billboard is the people that actually measure the artists and stuff. I'm sorry, I'm choking up in my words. I don't know. I don't know why that's happening. But Pink is expected to take the number one spot. Uh, her last album, which was released in 2012, called The Truth About Love, sold 281 copies in its first week. So she's trying to hit that mark, um, including streams. It's going to expect to hit almost 400,000 copies. So congratulations, Pink. I will report to you next week on how things are doing. Um, but last week, you know, I'm sorry, two weeks ago, we talked about the verse... Uh, Demi versus Miley on who's going to hit number one. Demi's album, Tell Me That You Love Me. I'm sorry, I'm talking about Demi Lovato and Miley, Miley Cyrus for those of you who are like, who? Um, Demi Lovato's album, Tell Me That You Love Me, uh, was in a race with Miley Cyrus's newest album called Younger Now. They both were released on the same day. Demi Lovato's album was more critically successful. Just people like the pop slash R&B. While with critics Miley, they said that it was a step down from her album before and were kind just battling, like versing them against each other. I'm here to report that Shania Twain, who we didn't talk about, came back. And she's at number one because her fans are devoted. They were waiting for her comeback. Uh, number two, Tom Petty's Greatest Hits album because he tragically passed away. But number three was Demi Lovato, who earned her sixth top ten album with Tell Me You Love Me. Um, sold 74,000 copies with 48 of them being traditional album sales so people actually buying the album not streaming it and all all 
five of her prior albums hit top 10. She doesn't have a number. Oh, she does. She only has one number one album, but, you know, we can get that. Come on, Demi. You you got it. Um, and Miley Cyrus came in at number five with 45,000 copies, 33 of them being 33,000 copies being traditional album sales, which was very disappointing because her last album bangers sold 270 copies she went from 270,000 copies to 45,000 copies damn damn it <laughs> i was i this is what i said i told you guys that the album was boring i said that it was very country and there are a whole bunch of young country girls that can do what miley cyrus did Ah, you talk about disappointing. I was, woo. Let me just, I need to take a drink of my water. I'm so sorry. <clears throat> I just, I have no words. Mm -mm. Um, A Boogie with the Hoodie came in at number four with his first top 10 album and his first studio album called The Bigger Artist. He comes from the Bronx, I believe. The Bronx, or I think it's the Bronx. Um, so shout out to A Boogie. And yes, so uh, I'm going to listen to Pink's album later today. I'll come with a review for next week. Uh, I was just homecoming kicked my ass this weekend. I was on duty from 6 p.m. to 3 a.m. Friday and Saturday. So today I slept in my bed. It's Sunday right now. Um, that's when I'm recording this. I slept in my bed and didn't get out, like didn't get out and get dressed until a smooth two o'clock. And it's 5.39 right now. And I have some homework to do, but I'm going to get that done later. Get some uh, a drink from Starbucks and just chill out. Put on my soft rock 80s radio and just chill out and get this work done. Okay, so those are the first two stories. Now, um, really quick, we can do a nice little shout out to Cardi B. She... The BET Hip Hop Awards, uh, the BET 2017 Hip Hop Awards were last week. And it's kind of one of those, like, people do these award shows, but to get social media traction, if you know what I'm saying, like, a lot of these award shows are, I don't want to say fake, but they're to get the fans and people involved so that they can vote for them. Uh, for example, like the iHeartRadio Awards, it's just for to get people to vote and to get trending topics on Twitter and stuff. No, it's not, you know, nothing. I don't want to say real because I sound bitter because I don't have one. I'm not jealous, obviously. Uh, but, you know, it's not as big as like the Grammys or the VMAs or even the Kids' Choice Awards. I think they're all trying to have that like that new that new thing. Um I'm not going to go through all the performers because you guys are going to have no idea who they are. But Cardi B, who we talked about last week and the, the first episode uh, two weeks ago, she ended up taking the awards, a majority, a good chunk of the awards. So I hope you guys have a pen and paper. She took home awards for Hustler of the Year, Single of the Year, Best New Hip Hop Artist, Best Mixtape, and Best Hip Hop Style. I mean, like, like I said before, best hip hop style. What does that even mean? I, I, I just, I like, isn't hip hop its own style, like itself? Isn't all of hip hop? Its, I don't know. Um, Hustler of the year. Is that like supposed to be the best new artist? I'm like I said, I'm not knocking Cardi B. I'm just like, okay, this is, you know, I've never heard of these before, but sure. Um, and yes, yeah, so she performed 
uh, Bodak Yellow, which has been number one three weeks in the row, beating Lauren Hill's record. Um, so shout out. She has the longest running number one single from a solo woman rapper. So shout out to Cardi B. Uh, she performed that and she's at the top of her game right now. She did a song with Juicy J. She did a song with G Easy, which I really, really like. And she's just killing it. I think she needs a nice little collab with somebody that's in pop music so that she can start making her rounds on the Z100s, Q102, KC101, even Radio Disney if it's appropriate enough. She needs like that nice little crossover from hip hop to rap and she doesn't have that. So I'm not saying like make a song with Ed Sheeran, but maybe somebody, like I said, Katy Perry, um, Nicki Minaj and Cardi B would make a great collab. I heard rumors of a Beyonce and Cardi B on the next album, cause Nicki's been a little problematic when, since that whole Remy Ma fallout and she's been off her game, but that's for another episode. So shout out to Cardi B, we love you here at Damn It. And when I say love you, I just mean, when I say we, it's just me, cause um, it's just me here. Uh, something else happened at the BET Awards, but we're, I'm gonna get to that a little bit later. I'm gonna finish that after the rest of the headlines. There's only uh, one more. So um, yeah, all right. Um, also this week, the Fast and Furious franchise is a damn mess because of Tyrese and The Rock. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Tyrese is the other black guy in the Fast and Furious franchise that isn't Ludacris. If you don't know who Ludacris is, he sings, um, what is he saying? Runaway Love. He sings My Chick Bad. He was the rapper in Usher's Yeah. Uh, when he's like, take that, rewind it back, little Chris, or something, make the booty go, like something. He does that part. You guys know who Ludacris is. But yeah, that Tyrese is not Ludacris. Tyrese is the one in the Fast and Furious. He's just always yelling. He's like, oh, shit. Like, he's the, the stereotypical loud black guy, which I'm not complaining because, you know, he's getting his coins, but he's, he's really irrelevant, irrelevant. But the reason that he's in the headlines is because him and The Rock are arguing over the stupidest thing. So, like I said, they Tyrese and The Rock are both in the Fast and Furious franchise. Tyrese was in it, um, I believe, a little earlier, like very earlier than The Rock. I think he was in movie three. He was introduced in movie three or four or something like that. And The Rock was introduced in the fifth one. Yeah, yeah, the fifth one. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, the fifth one. Maybe fast. Yes, it was the fifth one. Sorry, I'm losing my mind. Um, but Tyrese is really, really pissed off at The Rock for holding up the next installment of the Fast and Furious movie by signing off with the spinoff, signing off on a spinoff with him and Jason Sayham, focusing on their characters, Hobbs, who is played by The Rock, and Shaw, who is played by Jason Sam, um, which is smart. Hollywood loves spinoffs, and The Rock is one of the more funnier and action-packed characters in the whole franchise. Like he he's built obviously, and he looks good. He's very attractive. He brings in audiences, and he's funny. You know, Vin Diesel isn't one to make a crack a joke. Uh, Ludacris and Tyrese, like I said, are like are the one and the same. They always do like the crazy things together. But Hobbs is the one that's jumping off planes and getting tanks and all that crazy shit. So 
yeah, I like I'm here for it. I would love to see a Tyree, uh, not Tyrese, The Rock and Jason Sayham movie because it would get some money. But Tyrese was really, really pissed because due to the spinoff, the next Fast and Furious movie, which I think is Fast and Furious 9, was pushed back from 2019 to 2020. And The Rock spinoff is going to take the place in 2019. So Tyrese has been posting on Instagram. Uh, one of the there's a the first picture which at first glance looks at looks like in a good announcement, but it isn't. Tyrese captioned the image: "Congratulations to At the Rock and your brother-in-law, aka Seven Brooks, producing partner, for making the Fast and Furious franchise about you and like you, um, and like you, The Rock. Even if they call, I will not be deleting this post. Good night, folks. See you in 2020, April." fast funny fast family right nah it's about team Dwayne, which is the rock's little uh first name that was really hard to read i don't know what how did this is not english this is he needs to have somebody double check these posts uh basically he just called them out for making the fan fast and furious franchise that's can you say that five times fast fast and furious franchise fast and furious franchise fast and no he called him out uh, for making the Fast and Furious franchise about The Rock, not about everybody else. So he was posting on Instagram. The Rock really was being, thing. he hasn't really replied to it. Just uh, going back and forth, back and forth. Like, not even back and forth because The Rock wasn't saying anything. So back and back and back. Um, the only thing that the rock has said was he posted a video um when he was like he posted a video on instagram of him working out and he put the hashtag at the end candy asses need not apply when he was talking about the hobbs and shaw spinoff about how he's really excited for it and how universal and the fast and furious franchise are looking to looking into more ways on expanding the universe so not just movies but virtual reality experiences more rides because they have a ride at universal studios one of the universal theme parks in the country um you know, just having more experiences as opposed to just movies. But I think Therese is just Tyrese is just mad because this is like his only source of income. He's in a group with Genuine and Tank and they haven't released some music in a while. So, I mean, he's not in any other movies. So Tyrese is just mad that he doesn't have a source of income. So sorry, Tyrese. Good luck. Uh, hope you... Um, find some money soon or something because this is this is just a little sad all right so the last story in uh the topics of the week was like i said i was talking about the bt hip-hop awards earlier hold on let me just take a sip of water because this is a long one but uh, at the hip-hop awards they do these things called ciphers, which is a whole bunch of rappers like put together and they basically just rap. So Fat Joe was in one with a couple of smaller rappers. Uh, T Grizzy, who's a new rapper, was in one. But yeah, they just get a group of rappers and they just rap uh, freestyle on a beat. And they're really, really dope. I like some of them. So uh, like a couple of days beforehand, 
every t- the I can't even speak. I'm so sorry. People were talking about Eminem's return and I heard heard a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I didn't know if he was coming back. I didn't know if his album was going to drop this week, if a single was. But apparently he was supposed to return at the BET Hip Hop Awards. And I'm like, okay, uh, we know that he's been away from the public eye ever since after his first, al- um, his latest album. He's been away from the public eye since his latest album came out in 2013 so he's been away for about four years he's been on a couple of songs with different people he was on pink's new album beautiful trauma he made a song with her but uh yeah he's been gone he hasn't been one to put on social media or or anything he does do a couple of surprise performance every once in a while but other than that he lives a very private life so he did return at the BT hip hop awards with a cypher ruining a whole freestyle ruining Donald Trump. I don't want to play or read the whole thing line by line, but I'll just read my favorite ones. This is what he says. Quote, Trump, when it comes to giving a shit, you're as stingy as I am, except when it comes to having the balls to go against me, you hide them because you don't got the fucking nuts like an empty asylum. Racism's the only thing he's fantastic for because that's how he gets his fucking rocks off and he's orange. That was, end quote, that was one of my favorite things because the, just the wordplay isn't fantastic. Um, he says in a line, plus, oh, quote, I'm sorry, I have to do these like whole quote things so you guys know when he's talking and I'm talking. Quote, plus he gets an enormous reaction when the NFL... When he attacks the NFL, so we focus on that. Instead of talking Puerto Rico or gun reform for Nevada, all these horrible tragedies, and he's bored and would rather cause a trade of storms with the Packers than he wants to lower our taxes, then who's going to pay for his extravagant trips back and forth with his fam to golf resorts and his mansions? Shame shit that he tormented Hillary for and he slandered, then does it more from his endorsement of Bannon, support for the Klansmen, tiki torches in the hand for the soldier that's black and comes home from Iraq and is still told to go back to Africa. Did you guys hear that? Tiki torches in hand for the soldier that's black and comes home from Iraq and is told to go back to Africa. That's perfect. Like, that's such, I don't know, that really hit home for me because I see all the time on Facebook and Twitter all these horror stories. Horror stories. There is one that I saw on Facebook where this woman was driving and this driver cut her off and uh, she tried to, like, was trying to get away from him, but he just got behind her somehow and was following her for miles. So, the driver cut her off and then she went some another way, but the driver followed her car and they were at a stoplight and he got out and she was in her her uniform, her service uniform. I don't know if it was she was a, a Marine or an army or something like that, but just called her racial slurs, called her all this other stuff when she was fighting for our country. People just don't give a damn. Racists are going to be racist, are going to be racist. And that's just it. They don't care if you're fighting for our country. They don't care about any of that bullshit because they're still going to be racist. Um, and then he ended it from with this line, quote, 
if any fan of mine who is a supporter of his, I'm drawing in sand a line. You're either for or against. And if you can't decide who you like more and you're split on who you should stand beside, I'll do it for you with this. Fuck you. The rest of America stand up. We love our military and we love our country, but we fucking hate Trump. Just ended it. He said, okay, well, if you're a fan of mine and you're a, fi- a fan of his, uh, you can end it right here and you don't have to be my fan anymore. That's perfectly fine. His fans that liked him were pissed going on Twitter saying that they hate Eminem. They're not listening to his music and stuff. And everybody was like, okay. Uh, from the general public, from the people that like him, it, it was applauded. Rappers like J. Cole, Diddy, Snoop Dogg came out and supported him. Um, he mentions Colin Kaepernick in the the uh, rap. But uh, he said that he Colin Kaepernick thanked him. LeBron, th- J- LeBron James thanked him because the verse was just amazing. It's about four to five minutes. I recommend you guys listen to it, even if you don't like Eminem. The words that he is saying is just so important. And it took me away. Um, He's reportedly coming out in a new album in a couple of weeks. Uh, We don't know that. No, you know, it's been very hush-hush. There wasn't a single, but anything can happen from there on now. Um, I will be listening to it because I'm a fan of Eminem's music. One of my favorite rap songs of all time is Stan. Um, I... I support it. So shout out. Oh, I just moved the microphone. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so shout out to Eminem. And that's all that I have for trending topics. Um, I was very impressed this week because everything was kind of quiet and hush hush because of one thing. And I bet you guys know what it is. Um, but you're going to have to stick around because we're going to talk about that after. I'm going to take a little break and get my voice together. And we'll be right back. Welcome back to Damn It. I hope you guys had a good break. Um, This is the part of the show where I give you guys information on somebody who I don't really like this week or has done something really, really stupid that I like because I hate, you know, you have celebrities that you love and they just do stupid things. Uh, On this case, uh, I know you guys, if you've been keeping up with news or pop culture, basically everybody has been talking about one person this entire week and even last week too after the whole las vegas shooting and i'm here to summarize just a little bit of what's been going on so i hope you guys have a nice drink some coffee or tea next to you when you're laying down or relaxing because this is going to be a long one damn it harvey wine scene uh for those of you guys that don't know who he is he is a 65 year old film mogul he is one of the leading men behind the scenes in hollywood not an actor or anything like that not an artist but a producer um he is net worth is about 250 to 300 million dollars uh he's from queens new york he started a production and distribution company with his brother bob uh, known as miramax and the weinstein company and They've produced movies like Scary Movie, the Spy Kids movie, Chicago, which is a movie based on the musical, uh, Kill Bill 1 and 2, Django Unchained, Silver Linings Playbook, uh, Shakespeare in Love. Just to get you guys like a little bit about who he is, 
under his companies, they've been nominated for 341 Academy Awards and have won 81 of them. And this week was very, very crazy because of him. So he has a wife and two kids with Georgina Chapman, who is a fashion designer. And um, let's just get into it. So on October 5th, the New York Times published a story alleging that Harvey Weinstein has sexually harassed and assaulted women in Hollywood for years. And it blew up because it was one of those things that people in Hollywood knew was happening, but no one spoke up against. And it was insane. Uh, the New Yorker published one around the same time period involving more women, all from spanning from about the last 10 to 15 years. Uh, some of the he's paid off at least eight of the settlements that he has just on just like he's just paid them off to quiet them up uh, to shut them up. Some of the actress actresses that have been involved with the sexual sexual assault and allegations and have came forward and told their story are Cara Delevingne, who was in Suicide Squad and Paper Towns, uh, Minka Kelly, who was in the Charlie's, Charlie's Angels reboot a couple of years ago, Gwyneth Paltrow, who was in Shakespeare in Love and won an Academy Award for it, and who has, she was married to Chris Martin from Coldplay, um, and Angelina Jolie, who you all know who Angelina Jolie is. And many, many more that have come forward to share their story. I'm sorry. I just, I get chills reading this. Like, it took me such a long time to just put it in a single sheet of notes. I was, I just felt so uncomfortable reading and just, oh, oof, oof. I just want to, ugh. Um, basically, uh, what the New York Times article said is that Harvey Weinstein would invite the women up to his hotel room for a meeting. I have meeting in quotes. That's what he would tell them. He would have a meeting. Instead of doing it in a business conference room or office and stuff, he would invite them upstairs, um, would ask them about their careers, and ask for sex or massages in return um, for them to be in a partner. Just to, just to, you know, not... Saying that, okay, not saying it like on the line, oh, you need to have sex with me to win this part. Like, no, that's it was just kind of it was under the table. Um, it was implied. There you go. I couldn't think of the word. He there are reports of him showering in front of women, asking him, asking them to watch him in the shower, um, asking them if he could masturbate and play with himself in front of them, asking him, asking the woman to give him a massage and about various sex fantasies and acts that they've had. And Oh my God. Um, because of this, literally Hollywood was ugh, blown up. So he had projects with Apple, Amazon and Disney. They have all been canceled. Um, Apple was due to have a story, a biopic on Elvis Presley's life, and they were producing it. That's gone. Um, Disney was in talks to do an Artemis Fowl movie because the Weinstein Company owned the rights. Disney bought the Weinstein Company's parts of the the book, and they ended them out. So they're not doing the move. They're not doing the movie with them anymore. Um, 
In the Heights, the musical with Lin-Manuel Miranda was going to be distributed uh, distributed by the Weinstein Company, but they aren't doing that anymore. It's moving to another place. Uh, Project Runaway was also one of the TV shows that was produced by them, and that's their title cards have been stripped from their episodes on Hulu, Netflix, all of that. They're not producing it anymore. Heidi Klum was spoke out against it immediately. Um, his wife, Georgina Chapman, got a divorce from him. Um, he was expelled from the Academy of Arts and Sciences, which is like the Academy Awards that we were talking about earlier. He was expelled from it. And that doesn't happen often. So Roman Polanski, who pled guilty to unlawful sex with a 13-year-old girl, still has his membership, okay? Bill Cosby, of all the shit that he's done, who was accused of sexual assault by many women, still has his membership, Mel Gibson, who was on tape recording saying anti-Semitic and racist remarks, still has his membership. The only person that still has their membership uh, that was also expelled from the community was a woman who leaked her like uh, when you get sorry, this is <laughs> it's just too much. Uh, say I release a movie. So I'm not I'm not even that's a bad example. So I'm trying to think of like a good movie. So Dunkirk. The movie based on that World War II, I think, thing. Um, the studio will release DVD copies of the movie to the people in the Academy so they could watch it and vote for their movies. One of the people gave her copies to a hacker online and they released a high quality movie online and then she was expelled from it. I don't have her name, but I just have it in my notes that she was the only one that's been expelled Roman Polanski, Mel Gibson, Bill Cosby still have their memberships, um, even though they've done all this crazy, crazy BS. And they still, I don't know how that's, I don't know. Whew. But he, just because he can't vote on films doesn't mean that they can still, uh, that doesn't mean that they won't be submitted for consideration so he's just not voting on it he can still submit his movies from his production companies and stuff to get awards um now let's just talk about the backlash for a second there have been so many women in hollywood that have said that we listen to you we believe you we appreciate your remarks like thank you for stand, uh for stepping out of your comfort zone and talking about this we know that it's hard there have been so many women talking about that i'll talk about the men a little bit later um but lindsey lohan actually was very quick to defend harvey weinstein and i was gonna make my uh, damn it letter to lindsey lohan because i was a really big fan of her but i was like no let me just she doesn't deserve it yet she she doesn't deserve me to talk about her she knows what she did um but she posted on instagram about the whole thing uh, about the whole thing she quickly deleted the videos after but you know once you put it on the internet it's out there forever she said that she feels bad for him and that harvey weinstein has never harmed or hurt her she also called out his wife well ex-wife saying that she needs to be there for him and people let her have it you know lindsey lohan is in the middle of dubai that's where she lives now i don't know why um, but she's lost her mind along the way. Her music and movies are still a Hollywood treasure for me. They'll always be in my heart, but I don't know what this is doing now. But earlier in the week, there are, people were talking about why hasn't any other big celebrities, especially guys, spoken out against him? You know, like, why isn't anybody talking about this? 
Uh, but George Clooney, Ryan Gosling, Tom Hanks, Leonardo DiCaprio, Lin-Manuel Miranda, Seth Rogen, Mark Ruffalo, and more have said to the women, like, thank you for speaking out. We believe you and how sexual harassment and assault has no place in Hollywood and that it needs to end basically along those lines because, you know, it's the right thing to do. But Matt Damon was even a little fishy. Uh, he didn't release anything to begin with because he's worked with Harvey Weinstein. Basically, Harvey started his career, him and Ben Affleck's career, who we'll talk about in a second. Um, but he was quiet for a little while, and that was disappointing. Uh, from a Matt Damon fan who I like his action films and stuff, uh, you know, I was I was really hurt. But Ben Ben Affleck was quiet for a little while until he posted a statement on Facebook. But even he was called out for his sexual behavior. Um, and while on TRL, while on TRL, oh my gosh, I'm talking way too fast. While on TRL in 2003, he grabbed Hillary Burton's breast, who was on One Tree Hill, and uh, yeah. Just grabbed her breast while saying hi to her. And that made her feel very uncomfortable. She said that she had to laugh so she wouldn't start crying. Um, and she still remembers it. So that video clip was brought up. Uh, you can't really see it in the video, but you can see her face being uncomfortable. Like, what the hell just happened? So um, he apologized for that. But then a video while he was promoting his film and while promoting his film Jersey Girl in Canada, he pulls the interviewer, the woman interviewer, on his lap and comments on her breasts the whole time, saying they would look better if you did it topless and those breasts are firm, I have to say. And he asks, you know, why are you covering up? It's Sunday morning. And the why are you covering up? And the interview said the interviewer says it's Sunday morning. And he says something on the lines or like, show us your tits or something like, come on, let's see him. Let's see him. Just very like uncomfortable. The interviewer said that it didn't bother her because that's how just a lot of uh, Hollywood actors were like that. But uh, this was the only one that they caught on tape. So she didn't real feel any way about it. But when you watch it, it just makes you so uncomfortable. Like, ugh. Um, and that wasn't those two weren't the only allegations of sexual assault from Ben Affleck. Um, other women have came out saying that Ben groped them at various Hollywood parties. And Ben Affleck's brother, Casey Affleck, um, has two sexual harassment lawsuits under his belt. No pun intended. Sorry, that was rude. <laughs> um, but he still won Best Actor at the 2017 Oscars, the 2017 Academy Awards. <sighs> I don't know why sexual assault is such a big thing. It's disgusting. Like, I hate talking about it. It's, I, I just, oh my God. It just makes you feel just awful. Um, And it's very rampant too from in the gay community with uh, like gay child actors and growing up and how skeevy directors and big Hollywood people um, force like kids and um, just people that are very, very vulnerable and that want fame and stuff to do these things. And I, it's just despicable. I know when I, I'm hoping to get into Hollywood and like act and do all this stuff that I never go down this route. I never want to sleep 
with anybody or have sex or do anything to get famous. I want to start from the bottom and that's what I'm doing right now and work my way up top. I don't want to do anything that's going to, I'm going to feel bad about that. My mother's going to feel bad about. I just, I just can't, I can't live with myself. And like I said before, apparently this was an issue that nobody was talking about until this article was released. Um, apparently he will be going to rehab and getting that done, but his life is over and I'm just waiting for the next story to come out because this is ridiculous. Um, in 2006, in 2017, a sexual harassment scandal can hurt a career, but it won't necessarily end one. That was a quote that I got from Vox.com talking about it. And I found that was so true. I'm going to read it again. In 2017, a sexual harassment scandal can hurt a career, but it won't necessarily end one. So, you know, just just wild, just wild. Harvey Weinstein, uh, you will be going to hell. I don't know what else to say. Uh, this is, you know, you know what you've done. And I hope, you know, I never get in contact with you. I can't. I can't even fathom. Whew, okay. Oh, all right. I am so sorry. That just got real for a second, but I had to talk about it. it. It was my duty. It was in Hollywood this week. I had to get my opinions on it because it's just despicable. Just despicable. Um, we didn't forget about you, Bill Cosby. Uh, so, you know, you're not off the hook, too. All right. So that concludes the third episode of Damn It. Thank you for listening. Um, announcement, I won't, there won't be a new episode next week because I'm going home for fall break and I'm going to Jersey. Shout out to Jersey, my Jersey fam and friends. I love y'all. Um, so your inbox will be a little bit dry next week. I'm sorry. But uh, yeah, I hope you guys have a good week. Uh, let me know if you... Uh, your comments, your suggestions. Is there something that I should be talking about that I'm not? And I will definitely mention it. Um, send me an email. All my contact information is in the description box of wherever you're listening to, whether on SoundCloud, Google Play, or iTunes. Spread the word. I'm going to make posters. So that'll hopefully be up in your college town or wherever in the next couple of weeks. Thank you for all the support. I want to send a also, a shout out to two of my teachers from high school. Um, I'm not going to say their full names because you guys are going to stalk them. But Mr. Roberts and Miss G, they made my whole life this past week. And I am so, so grateful. Um, I just I can't really talk about it because I, I you'll you'll see. I just I just I don't know. I don't even have words, but they helped me make sure that this podcast stays growing and that you guys will be listening to it and that it'll always have a place and they've always supported me in everything that I do and I just I'm just so so happy I like I said I can't I just don't have words so thank you I love you and to everyone that's posting me on social media sending me videos and pictures of you guys listening to it in your room driving i just don't i i don't know my heart is full and i love you all so so much thank you have a good week stay safe and i'll see you in two weeks